Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. What is leverage? It's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means that they need you just as much as you need them, or they need you more than you need them. You're bringing something to the table that's tangible. You're bringing, you're bringing cuts. You're bringing hits. You're bringing uh, relationships with other songwriters and with other artists if you're a songwriter. You're bringing business if you're an artist. You're bringing t-shirt sales, ticket sales, music sales. You're actually a profitable business. That's leverage. Now you're not holding your hat in your hand expecting them to do everything. And that's exactly what it's going to take to make it in today's music industry, whether you're a songwriter or whether you're an artist, and that's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That is a backronym that was written by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you Turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on a very regular basis, he gives you opportunities to connect with the pros, to the pro publishers, and take a swing. And you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25, 25 national TV opportunities for their, get this, Indie artist. Yeah, indies on national TV. Get that. And how do you do this? He made them discoverable. And they've also created multiple tour opportunities. And through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. Those are the money men and women, y'all. And investors know that numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. And that's why the investors listen. So you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. And there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up, my man? Man, just ready to, you know, get into whatever you have to say. I'm Ed McManian and just smile and go, oh, Johnny, that's so funny. I've discovered um, what everybody's problem is. That's the name of this episode. Here's your problem. Well, there we go. Here's your trouble. Good, relevant and personal <laughs> to me. I have yeah, yeah. a few clues if we want to make this about me, but we don't have to do that. Is that a lack of rice in your house? A lack of rice. No, we, we get the 25-pound bag. <laughs> at, at Sam's and it lasts a while. It's good. Kanji, oh half a cup of rice will make like eight cups of this kanji stuff. It's amazing. Anyway. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You know, it's funny, like Scooter, um, he's getting really old. I've got a great day y'all. If you're just kind of tuning in and he's, I rescued him. They thought he was probably like two and a half. So that would make him like 13 now. And it's mm-hmm. starting to wind down. He's, you know, he's having a hard time walking and stuff. Yeah. But, I, I can't feed him meat anymore. I mean, we, I grill out and I literally buy like some cheap meat and put mm-hmm. on a one and a half pound hunk of meat on the grill and just him and I would just party, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he would love it. I can't, I can't give him meat anymore. It just, it gives, oh. it doesn't, his GI tract won't take it anymore. Right. It yeah. just makes him like sick that way. So he's on this strict diet now of like blue Buffalo kibble and rice, like, mm-hmm. like a cup of rice. And I mix in a half a can of pumpkin to keep everything together in the back end. Yeah. And then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll literally cook up like two over easy eggs for him and put that on top. Just so he's got some sauce in there. And it tastes good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but all of a sudden I just, I think about you uh, every <laughs> evening around five 30, bro, when I'm cooking <laughs> the rice, <laughs> <All right. laughs> you and your family. <laughs> Dude. Instapot. 
that is the jam. The Instapot will cook rice in like 10 minutes. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, see, I'm I'm cheaper than that, dude. I'm like well, we. I'm like getting a Sam's box of um, yeah. of the uh, instant rice, like the yeah. big massive. It's it's one minute rice, minute rice. Yeah. yeah. So I boil it. You know, I dump it in there, stir it up, cool it down. He's good to go. Good to go. That's good stuff. Anyway, all right. All right so uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into what your problem is. We're gonna solve your problem. We're gonna. I, I, we. I predict on this episode we are actually gonna change. A bunch of minds for the better. We're going to make change. There's a little Ooh. foreshadowing. There we go. Make change. Okay. All right. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's take care of a little business. Um, the Climb Podcast is proud to partner with disc makers who have been supporting indie musicians before indie music was even a thing. And when you're ready to make CDs, DVDs, vinyl, or distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, which are really intriguing to me, by the way, I, I really like this, um, www.discmakers, D-I-S-C-M-A-K-E-R-S, www.discmakers.com is the only place you need to go. And while you're there, click on the Guides and Resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio veterans. Again, you can find them online at www.discmakers or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. I think you can also go to uh, discmakers.com slash climb. Yeah. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's another place That's you can right. You can get it right there. You, you can get, get it right there at discmakers.com forward slash climb, C-L-I-M-B. Easy peasy. There we go. Easy. Hmm. That's right. So, um, and uh, again, like with the, um, the climb community, every week it gets busier and busier in there. Mm-hmm. You know, every week we're adding new members, which is really cool. And we give them a real big shout out. Welcome to the climb thing. Uh, but just people asking really good questions in there you know, mm-hmm. and, and testifying and, and doing some really cool stuff. So I'm just, I'm just, you know what I'm bragging? Like, I'm really proud of the client community. And I just I think it's a, it's a, it's a it, I mean, I post this podcast in probably 55, I think, different songwriting communities mm-hmm. and, and musician communities. And I don't feel like very many of them are busy because <laughs> like uh, my post was the same one last week, like right below the one. Oh just, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's busy with people just yelling into a corner and nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Other. And this, I just feel it's productive, but you're right. That's, that's it's like, like an elevator. Most, you know, Facebook groups, you're, you're jammed in there together, but everyone's just trying to find the nearest corner and staring at it and not interacting and hoping <laughs> they don't, you know, but with us, Brent and me, we're right by the buttons and we're hitting it and we're going up. We're going up. <laughs> To the, top. to the top that's fun because that's the best that's <laughs> but anyway join the clown community go to facebook search for the clown community ask to be let in we let everybody in uh be good boys and girls mind the rules we're very serious about this or you will be roadhoused out we have roadhoused multiple people mm-hmm. who just can't seem to understand uh how to do some of the things we're going to talk about today. Like what's your problem is. We're going to get into exactly. that. Subscribe to it. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already to make sure all the episodes and the, the weekly mini sods, those little value bomb episodes go into your, right into your podcast player, wherever you like to listen to it. And, and you can um, consume them at your will. Take 30 seconds, leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us look legit to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the best thing that you can do for Brent and I is to share it. And I'm saying, like, tell somebody about it, like another musician, another friend, or um, have them, uh, you know, share it on your social media. Like, if there's an episode that you, that you fell in love with, then, then, then make that happen. So 
Speaking of five-star reviews. We do. We have a new one. This is from KJA Songwriting, and the title is awesome, and it is a five-star review. Short and sweet. Again and again, as I listen, it's awesome. Thanks, guys. Great listen. So thank you, KJA Songwriting. Awesome. That. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Short let's get into this. to the point impactful, like a good songwriter should be. So, yeah. So here's the deal. So before, um, before I put together the context of this episode, I got my, uh, my new little, my, my little toy in the mail. It's Seth Godin's new marketing book. This is marketing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like I'm, I'm in chapter four and already I'm like just vibrating around the room. Like it's so your life. And already people are wanting to turn the podcast off because like I'm marketing. Right. But, but, But here's the thing. We talk on this podcast a lot about building your audience, like focus on building your audience. The money's not in the music. If you're trying to sell music on social media, this is why you're not doing very well at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're selling any music at all, if you adopt what we're telling you here, you'll sell way more. You know, God bless you for selling anything, right? <laughs> right? But you'll sell way more doing it this way. And so we're talking about how to make this happen because here's the deal. And some of this stuff, um, I just want to give credit where, where credit is due because this spurred, he, Seth has a much more eloquent way of putting it. He's like, because marketing has been done for us for so long, we take it for granted. Like a fish who doesn't understand water Mm-hmm. We fail to see what's actually happening and we don't notice how it's changing us, right? We just don't notice. That's, that's what good marketing is, right? We're all soured by the bad marketing. We're all right. soured by the people who, uh, by the slimy used car salesman or, you know, some situation where... The interrupter. Yeah, the, the interrupting mm-hmm. and certainly the people you see on social media who claim to be artists who just, I get it every day. Like five, I get, I've, I've must've gotten 10 DMS from some dude sending me pictures all the time. And he's like some kind of artist. And I'm just like, dude, he's shoving himself down my throat, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, stop it. Like I'm going to block him, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I know everybody listening to this podcast has had the same issue. And then mm-hmm. you think, well, that's marketing. I'm out. I don't want to do it. Right. And I just had a couple of really good consultations last week and both people, uh, I had a bunch of them last week, but two of the people just had the same, started out the same way in the consultation. Johnny, I'm just never been good at like promoting myself, you know, cause mm-hmm. they feel braggadocious. Right. right. Like, yeah. So if you feel like this is you, then, um, you're doing it. You're thinking about it wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We uh, because it, yeah, that's right. You, you don't have to be all about yourself. That's right. Yes. In fact, that's doing it wrong. That's like that guy that keeps DMing me on my damn Instagram, you know? Right, like, yeah. Dude, like, again, like, I'm trying to figure out how to ditch these things. But marketing is about change, okay? Marketing is about change. I'm going to read a couple of things here just from this book that are really, that are really good. You know, you build something amazing. You have a living to make. Your boss wants more sales. That nonprofit you care about, an important one, needs to raise money. Your candidate is polling poorly. You want the bosses to approve your project. Why isn't it working? If creating is the point, if writing and painting and building are so fun, why do we even care if we're found, recognized, published, broadcast or otherwise commercialized 
Marketing is the act of making change happen. Making is insufficient. You haven't made an impact until you've changed someone. I'm going to repeat that. You haven't made an impact until you've changed someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you change the boss's mind, if you change the school system, if you change demand for your product, if you, if you have a new fan that said, wow, this is like that we just read. I mean, I'm patting myself on the back here and you're back too. We just read that, that, that review, that five-star review. Yeah. Like, he was like, we changed that person, right? Yeah. Oh, That's- we had one, uh, I think it was Randy England in the climb community. Yeah. Well, you won't work with people if they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> or, or I, I know, that was so good. <laughs> a songwriting podcast. To go, if you're not engaging and, and growing, I don't want none of you. I'm yeah. Like, wow, that's, that's creating some change. And, and obviously providing enough value that Randy feels like if you're not taking part of that value, that's a... And so I want to be clear so. about... Let, let's, that's really good, man. That was so good. I got a lot of the feels this week in the climb community that's too. Good, Lori, Lori went and put something in there, like a testimony to me that just... Ugh. Oh yeah, that was good. Good stuff. That, was really, that, gave me the, that gave me the chill bumps. Like that was really sweet of her to do that. But here's the thing. Obviously, Brent and I have good information we got there our our product is good we yeah. we know that brent mm-hmm. knows that i know that we know that but it doesn't matter until we change somebody with it and in order to change somebody with it we're going to need to be marketers mm-hmm. okay we're going to need to find you or we're going to need to find somebody that knows you who likes it too and says randy randy england dude you got to listen to this stuff right here like, yeah. these guys are you're going to love this i know you you're going to love this right instead of saying what I've been saying, which is just focus on growing the audience, focus on growing the audience, focus on growing the audience. Here's the more eloquent way to put it. Marketing is about creating culture. Now, Explain. put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay, I want to smoke <laughs> on that. It's failing to light. I don't have enough oxygen to my brain right now. What do you mean by culture, building a culture? We're going to get into that. We're going to break that down. So, I mean, you can do this by creating and relieving tension, by establishing cultural norms, by seeing status roles and helping to change them. But first, you know, you need to see it and then you need to choose with human beings to help them find what they're, what they're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. The best ideas guys aren't instantly embraced. I mean, we've talked about sliced bread on a past episode, ice cream Sunday and the stoplight. It all took years to catch on. Mm-hmm. Brilliant ideas. Right. Oh, especially the ice cream Sunday one. Yeah. Right. I mean, who, yes. who knew? But, right. but the best ideas require significant change. Significant change flies in the face of the status quo and the inertia is a powerful force. There's a lot of noise and a lot of distrust and change is risky. And because of this, we, you know, we often want others to go first. Your, your, your most generous and insightful work needs help finding the people it's meant to serve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Your most generous and insightful work, songwriters and artists, it needs help finding the people it's meant to serve. And your most successful work will spread because you designed it to. Okay? Marketing is about creating culture. Think about the culture with the Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah. Right. It was so much more than the, I mean, it, man, you could argue now, not a dead fan. I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now. <laughs> I never got it. I just yeah. thought all those people are freaking loaded and they're not even singing in tune. Like I don't, it never <laughs> appealed to me because you know why? Cause I, 
I wasn't a member of that culture. That mm-hmm. wasn't my culture. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. And that exactly. probably did not hurt their feelings. No, not at all. And all I right. love like the peace, love, and grooviness of it. I love the hippie, the, 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 the feels of that. Mm-hmm. Think about that in terms of culture. Think about fish took the Grateful Dead thing to a whole new market, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's the same. You got people that are following fish around. Like I had a sales guy that worked for me when I was in the business world, literally at a dinner with a, the CEO of a corporation that we were working for I was thinking about hiring him. Right. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, Oh yeah, I've done a lot of traveling. I've been to Paris. I've been to Spain. I've been to Italy. I've been, a, and the CEO instantly impressed. Right. Wow. Oh, well traveled. Yeah. yeah, this is Okay. So what was your favorite thing about uh, Paris? And he's like, Oh, I, I didn't, see any of it. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, I was following fish. <laughs> and then instantly he went from, well, I'm really impressed to, oh, you're uh, cool. like yeah. you went, you spent money to go to these places and didn't go outside of to the those places. Place like you really. Yeah. As James Taylor said about Mexico, I've never really been, so I don't really know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but if you go and you don't really know, that's a sin. That's just exactly. like in the Ten Commandments. Like, you know, like get yeah. to know other people in other cultures. Well, you're not going to find them with the same freaking people at a fish concert. Like, exactly. go to a concert, but go check out some other stuff. How about Kenny Chesney? I really feel like Kenny Chesney's lore, the lore, the brand, the, the, the fanatical fan base mm-hmm. increased when he made one very, very important decision about his culture. What was that? He got some sand between his toes. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, he became the the country Buffett, right? To an extent. Yeah. yeah. Chesney stuff, I mean, you boil his brand down to a couple of things, beach and nostalgia. Well, yeah. high school, you know, boys of fall, that's football nostalgia, hits me in the fields, takes me back to high school, go Pioneers. Yep. Yep. Uh, other songs like, uh, what was it, like uh, Keg in the Closet, College, by College. You got so many things, his, his brand, so much of it, American Kids, so much is like nostalgia looking back and 
looking out at the sunset over the water at a beach and yeah. gave him a clear identity in a lane. And then a lot of those Buffett, you know, paired heads kind of like the dead heads, right? You yep. have a name for their community and who yeah. they are. They brand themselves had another, had another place to go. You know, you just, I, I I'm, I'm upset at myself for not thinking about this, but you just brought it up. I, I, that's one, that's part of the questionnaire we send out to, to our, uh, new clients when they come on board mm-hmm. is like, what do you have a name for your fan base? Yeah. Like Lady Gaga has what the little monsters, little monsters. Mariah Carey has little lambs. They're called something. Why? Cause we, this is people like us, like things like that artists like Mariah Carey. Right. Right. And how many times have you heard us say that the culture, think about the ACDC fans. They are rabbit, ravenous. Like it's almost their, their audiences are huge. So on one hand, if you're back in the 80s, if you were like a rock band, opening for ACDC would be huge, right? Oh, but yeah. I remember seeing Queensryche open up for ACDC. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good. Like, <laughs> I mean, Queensryche was awesome. ACDC was mind-blowing. Yeah. But the fans, like, I mean, they, I, I'm surprised that band didn't get killed like right there. Like, so it like, wasn't the product. It was they're just not in front of the right People at the right time. Different culture. Yeah, this is a hardcore culture, man. Hardcore culture. Well, like the the Chesney thing, you you talk about the the Blue Chair Bay rum. Yep. Right. He's expanded his brand to other verticals, I guess you could say, like, you know, the rums and that kind of stuff. Rum, beach, Blue Chair Bay, beach. Right. It speaks to that culture. I want to get away, you know, the whole Buffett thing, man. It's yep. all over it. I mean, he's very, very smart. He, he portrays the beach bum thing, but he is not. I mean, he spends a lot of time on the beach, I'm sure, but he's, he works his butt off. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's, not so a bum. These, <laughs> he's not a bum. You get all these things that are built around that brand. So that's the culture. Go look at Kenny Chesney's face on his first record and then look at his body mm-hmm. on any of the last eight records. You know, right, yeah. I mean, it's like he's like chiseled. Like he did very a lot. Of, he was a chubby weird looking dude they called him the music city miracle but he outworked everybody right what i'm trying to say is instead of feeling like you're being braggadocious or you're trying to push yourself don't push yourself just talk about the culture which is something that you love talk about anyway Mm -hmm. you love country music you love hip-hop you love pop music and there's things that you love that's the culture and then the question is like what kind of culture are you creating around yourself as an artist that's just a conversation man Mm-hmm. And that is when you start thinking about it like that, then you start making differences on, okay, how am I going to change this person to, um, because again, marketing is change. How we're, and we're going to break down six things here uh, real quick because I know I was running long, but, but when, you're putting in, when you're putting content out, that content needs to entertain or inspire or inform your audience. First of all, on digital, which is what you have right now, because that's free traffic, right? Mm-hmm. On digital, it won't be seen in the news feed if it isn't interesting to your audience, right? And if it's going to be interesting to your audience, it's going to have to entertain them, inspire them, or inform them. Mm-hmm. So think about it like that. Now, that makes you think about the culture, right? Because now you have to think about what do we have in common, we're trying to get the music. You're going to weave the music in there and that's mm-hmm. going to become the soundtrack for the culture. Yeah. But it's, it's not about you. It's about what you believe in because I believe in what you believe in and, and it helps us find people like us. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think about uh, Chris Ledoux. 
you know, yeah. rodeo, legit rodeo cowboy. And yes. had some buckles to prove it, right? Yeah. And also playing music and, you know, passing these tapes around or selling these tapes at rodeos. And he gets in that community, that culture, songs about rodeo, not just about rodeo, but that small town, that Western kind of thing. And that's his culture, you know, and that's who really rallied around him. And still loves his stuff. I mean, I heard there are places out in, you know, Montana. You're, I don't care if you're the Beatles, you don't want to follow Chris Ledoux, you know, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Well, and, and think about how deep that culture ran uh, into the minds of the consumers that you got the goat, Garth Brooks, even mentioning him in a song. Yeah. In a hit song. So you don't want to promote music on social, on social media. You want to promote culture. The climb community creates people like us, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's an old statement that says, and this is to your point, Brent, people come for the product, but stay for the community. Right. Yeah. They stay for the culture of it. This is what makes Apple, Apple, right? Oh, yeah. uh, Apple computer. So here's six points that are going to rock your world. Marketing seeks more, more market share, more customers, and more work. Mm -hmm. I just think about how that attributes to you as a songwriter, as an artist. You want all these things. You want more market share. You want more fans, right? Mm -hmm. You want more customers, more people to buy your tickets, more people to buy your T-shirts, your merch, certainly more brands to, to buy your culture, right? Mm -hmm. That's where those other cash registers are that you're not thinking about right now because you're not thinking about culture. Right. And that's your problem. That's where your mm -hmm. trouble is. Yeah. If you're trying to think about it like marketing and you're not thinking about it like culture, you're not even going to be attractive with the big, that's why a big old audience of a hundred thousand followers of no engagement doesn't matter right. to anybody, right? Because mm -hmm. you haven't made any change. You haven't changed anybody. Mm -hmm. and yes. If you haven't and changed you click a button that says follow and that's all you've done. That's it. Yeah. So it has to be more about culture. And, and I think every songwriter and every musician and every artist wants the last one, which is more work right? Like we mm -hmm. want to work more. We want to work more and be able to make a living mm -hmm. doing what we're doing. Now, Brent, you've made some significant changes in your marketing, in, in, the, in the way that you were trying to reach people and change people that change your life, right? Like literally, like what you do for a living now changed mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and it was because of very intentional you and I had a lot of discussions on it. And we did a boatload of work on it, brother. Like, and thank you for being there to bounce ideas off of and give me encouragement and insight. Yeah. But what were some of the changes that you made? And then, and then I, I bet you we can attribute every single one of them back to culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. So, I mean, some years ago, even after writing hits and stuff, we kept on having kids. And so I went and day job. And it was like, how do I get back into the creative life, which is what I'm best at but you know trying to figure out you can i'll tell you the truth on songwriting you can be successful and still have a hard time feeding a family you can get some cuts and you know have a yeah. hard time buying cold cuts sometimes you know <laughs> so um and, and like, hold on we'll just let me interrupt yeah. so right there you go and get a day job so what's the what's the the absolute uh, law of physics thing that happens the second you get that day job well like, you, what you're not doing writing as much and, and what else? Networking. Yeah. Not spending yeah. time on the row in front of people's faces. You're out of the All scene. Now, I'm right. Yeah. Not as in the scene as I want to be. Right. So right. yeah, but discovered podcasting while I was in that truck rolling around doing the sales gig. Yep. And that's, 
you know, started talking to you. And this is even before we did the podcast, started blogging, started sharing the knowledge that was in my head. And culture, creating culture. Yeah. Going, <laughs> Hey, if you want to do this, this is how you do this. And this is what I've learned and, and sharing that when finding, trying to find the like-minded people. And that's just expanded to, you know, Facebook, to Instagram, to the, you know, different platforms, same message, the climb, same message, just trying to get the, the culture out there. Yeah. And eventually you grow and you help enough people and then you're back in and you're writing and doing this stuff full time and back in the creative lifestyle. Yeah. That's attributed to point number one, right? So point number two, marketing is driven by better, better service, better community and better outcomes for the people you're trying to reach, right? Mm -hmm. Back to culture. So you could say, you know, culture is driven by better, right? Better service, better community. And think about the the companies we love, like Amazon and Dell Computer and Apple, they take care of us. Apple has a store. I can go there. Like, oh, this is what your problem is right here. But I got this. I'm an egghead, mm-hmm. the geek, they call them or whatever, and they fix it for you. You know, like yeah, that's a culture. Like whatever. It's, yeah. it's a culture. There, I know these people got my back. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're trying to create within a songwriting community. And if you come down and hang out on any writer's night, you know, you go see the freak show on Wednesday night at winners, all songwriters, man, that is a culture. That's Ashley McBride rose up out of that culture. Mm-hmm. Artists come up out of that culture, but they're all writers and they all have a similar thing or with artists in your local communities, the artists all know each other and they're hanging out and there's a music scene. That's the scene. That's the culture. This is what you're trying to do. And think about different ways that you can try to make everything better, right? Like bands in town app. So everybody knows like where you're at and what you're, mm-hmm. what you're, where you're playing. Better content to drive your culture. Like we, we talked about, you know, making it informative and inspirational and educational. Better affiliation, right? You're just bringing more people, get, you're giving people more reasons to connect with you, right? Mm-hmm. So marketing creates culture, point number three, and status and affiliation in people like us. Think about that in terms of BMW owners, right? Mm-hmm. People like us drive BMWs. Right. Because we can. Because we can. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's status. There's affiliation. There are the parrot heads, right? There are mm-hmm. the, the, the dead heads. There are the little lambs. There are the little monsters. Like, who are you? I'm a little monster. You are too. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's like a being in a fraternity or sorority. Mm-hmm. You got a secret handshake. At the fish shows, you want to talk about culture. There are notes that they hit, you have to pay attention to the show because they hit certain notes in a sequence and that is a call to action for the audience to make a move. Oh, wow. Like, like, and only the people that, only the fish heads know what Mm -hmm. that is, right? So they can immediately tell who the newbies are, right? Mm -hmm. So so they'll hit these, like, this set of notes and all of a sudden, like, half the whole stadium just jumps up and turns around and starts staring at the person behind them and you're like, whoa, what just happened? (laughs) <laughs> like an ambush, you know what yeah. I mean? But that's the stuff that they do. There's certain things, and that's how how deep that culture goes. That's why that band was able to do with that band. I mean, they they weren't on the radio, right? Yeah, they were not on. They didn't have hits on the radio. Even Grateful Dead had a hit or two on the radio. Right. They didn't have any hits on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like that's culture. That's all culture, right? Well, that's you know. I mean, you go to a major college football game or some NFL games or whatever. They definitely have a culture. Oh, there you go. You know, you hear people, you know, Auburn fans and pass each other in the airport going, War Eagle, you know, real tied for Bama. You got, you know, Woo Pig. You got all these catchphrases and things that happen in the games at certain points. Like, oh, Arkansas is about to kick off. We're all going to call the hogs. 
and go yell pig suey when the guy kicks the ball for the kickoff. There are just yeah. things that you just know to do. And that's part of what makes it cool and makes it fun. But it's yeah. culture. That's it. And also we blow leads. <laughs> that's but right. that's not well, that's part of your part culture. Of it. That's just yeah. that's part of like other other cultures. Then <sighs> <laughs> we but, all wear sad faces. Point number four here, most of all marketing is change. Okay. It's about, don't think about it like marketing. Think about it like change. You need to change some people's minds. Mm-hmm. You need some change some people's minds about who you are and what you, what you're trying to lead. And you're trying to create a culture. And by the way, what are the first four words of culture? Cult. Cult. Four letters. Yeah. Cult. First four <laughs> letters. Yeah, sorry. Cult. And that's what you want. That's people like us. Mm-hmm. We're a cult. We're a cult following. Like that's, that's something you want to hear as an artist. Travis Meadows, songwriter, right? Mm-hmm. Who's also an artist, but man, he had a cult following mm-hmm. of major label artists. Yeah. His first record as a songwriter ended up on like all the tour buses because mm-hmm. it was so good. The writing was so good. And he actually put it out there, right? Instead of waiting for a cut, he just did it his damn self and put it out there and, and got it in the right hands. And then all of a sudden it started to spread like, wow, So all the roadies, all the artists, all the musicians that are on the big tours and the country buses, that's what they were listening to. Play that Travis Meadows record again, man. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. And it was really good. And it got him to cuts that he needed, right? Like it got him into those places and he wasn't doing it like a normal Nashville writer. So he created his own cult that way. We want to change our current status to make a better living as musicians and as songwriters. And we want to, we want to change the message we're sending to our children. Like you want mm-hmm. to send to your children that you can do what you love and make a living. Mm-hmm. Don't live the dichotomy. You, know, right. you don't have to suffer there. We want to change the world with our music, right? With our mm-hmm. lyrics, with our melodies. If you change the culture, you change your world. We just talked about that with you, right? I mean, you can literally manifest success, whatever you feel success is, by creating a change in your culture and by focusing on the culture instead of worrying about if you're going to come off braggadocious. If you are thinking about culture, you're going to create content. It's not going to be spam. Right. Because it's something that they're relating to already. They don't Mm -hmm. need to know you to relate to it. Each of us is a marketer and each of us has the ability to make more change than we possibly imagine. You just, you got to do it right. And that's yeah. all I got to say about that. Cool. So create a culture. It's not about you. It's about the people in the cult. It's about yeah, and, and by the, the way, like the brand, community. when you have a big enough culture and it doesn't have to be that big, mm-hmm. 20, 30,000 followers on Instagram, but if it's a real culture, you're going to get paid. Like they're going to be brands are going to be hitting you over the head with their checkbooks because they want in on your culture. Right. Because they, you have attention. Mm -hmm. They lack attention. They, they, here's a group of people, this culture over here would like our product. Right. Right. Here's, here's a country music outlaw country music culture. And I know that most of those people in that culture love to hunt and fish and Mm -hmm. we're Cabela's. And we're Dick's right. Woods. And we're... Oh and, my gosh, when the Lonely Highway boys blow up, their Cabela's will be knocking down their door. <laughs> They're not going to pay a dime ever to go on tour. Yeah, it's, everything yeah. is going to be covered by... <laughs> right. But by a liquor company and... And, and hunting gear. Yeah. Yeah. I was over there riding with a couple of them boys. You know, the uh, lead singer came in. He'd been fishing all morning. He just decked out, hit a toe camo. Like a fish, yeah. you won't be able to see him anyway. Still, <laughs> out there in the cold rain, fishing. Yeah. All camoed up. I'm like, they ain't making this stuff up. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
Uh, that, that's yeah. the best. That's the, they're for real too. Like one yeah. time they put a picture up on Instagram of this like turkey that somebody shot, and I'm like, "Is it turkey season?" They're like, "No, it's just coming across the backyard." So I shot it. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then then they got the picture like you take with the turkey with the the tail fanned out. And yeah. It's like it was my backyard. I'm like, dang. We'll we'll call it Throwback Thursday just in case somebody's looking. <laughs> But yeah. anyway, guys, so, um, well, that brings us, I, I hope, I hope that that takes some of the mystery out of marketing and some of the bad taste out of your mouth of marketing, because whenever you don't like marketing, what you don't like is spam. What you don't like mm-hmm. is interruption. What you don't like is obnoxious. And right. none of us like that. None no. of us like that. Mm-mm. Every single day you make purchases that like Tyler, the lead singer from, you know, he went out and spent a boatload of money on that camo. Yeah. That's probably like decked out waterproof and he was just dry as he could possibly be out there in the cold rain, warm and toasty, fishing, doing what he wanted to do. He spent a good amount of money on that and he, not, he ain't mad about it. You know mm-hmm. why? Because it was good. Like it was good marketing. It was a good product. Everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. Right. And, call, but they, and they all want to belong to something. They, they want to be in your, they want to be one of your people. They want to be people like you. Mm-hmm. They want to be people like us. So we got to think about it that way. And that's going to change your world. And, and if you're having problems, uh, if you're having struggles in your artist career, in your songwriting career, this is why um, this, this is your problem. You know, you're, you're thinking about it wrong. With that, guys, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review for us let other people know what you think and finally share it tell a friend about it put it on your social media if there's an episode that really rings true for you that you love then tell other people about it and help us spread the word help us uh help us make a change because marketing is change so this podcast exists because uh because we want you to win guys so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.